0: After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here, you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Have you ever wondered how to get your wedding featured in a magazine? Do you even know where to start to even get featured or who to even contact? If so, today's episode is just for you. I am thrilled to introduce you to Andrea from Andrea McHugh Media. Andrea will be sharing some great tips and the inside scoop on how to get one step closer to having your wedding featured in print. She reveals the secret behind the editor selections and why some weddings get picked as features and some don't. And then we're going to get into some really practical stuff along with the reality of why sometimes you may not be selected, but also why you may be one of the lucky ones who are selected. So we're going to talk about what are some things you can do prior to your big day to be one step closer of being that feature. Andrea will break it all down for you. I hope you learn a bit and get your wedding featured sit back and relax while you listen to our conversation and soak in some tips on getting that much closer to a feature. So let's dive in. Well hello Andrea, thank you for joining us today. I am so excited to be here. We are too, and I'm really excited for you to kind of give us the whole lowdown on how to get weddings featured today. So can you tell our listeners who you are,
1: um, who you serve, and what you do for your business? Sure, well I can first say that Being in the PR, marketing, and media space for 20 years, which of course makes me a dinosaur, but the last thing I like to do is talk about myself. So (laughs) I've made a career out of talking about other people. So this is probably the most uncomfortable space of our conversation today. But to really understand it, I'm a storyteller. I help companies, organizations, and brands navigate what today is a very complex media landscape. I look to get good coverage for all these people, elevate their visibility, and tell their story in a mindful, meaningful way. So that's kind of the gist of it. Um, I'm a longtime communications manager, strategic digital marketer, copywriter, and content strategist, which means I'm looking at what content put out in the world and trying to get clicks to become conversions. Um, And I also have experience in the crisis communications field, which means I help entities stay out of the hot seat and in the driver's seat. Wow. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Fair enough. So, how long have you been doing this for? So, I'm totally revealing my age. Um, I'm. I think I hit the 20 year mark now. Really? Where Yeah. When I think about where I came out from college, from being an assistant and learning more, and I like to think everything's been under that media umbrella. And sometimes it's just in different roles. I've worked on the editorial staff of magazines. I've helped launch uh, uh, wedding industry websites. Um, A lot of my other work is still in the writing space, but on climate issues or um, some investigative work, a lot of lifestyle, a lot of food and wine. So um, just being able to write about different topics. But I've always said to write about weddings, you have to have some kind of special gene because it's still something that excites me. I love seeing a couple just thrilled about their big day and telling their story. Because for them, it's really such a big milestone in their relationship. And sometimes, you know, for people in the wedding industry, you've seen it all. And weddings have changed. But again, it's you're doing the same thing. And you've seen a lot of things. For me, it's still really exciting. And I'm sure you get that same feeling when you're shooting a wedding. Absolutely.
0: And also, too, you're just dealing with people who are just really happy. Yes.
1: And, and, and who doesn't want to read about someone's love
0: story or get inspired by what they're reading or what they're seeing? That's it. So you recently, a few months ago, just launched your own media company, so you went off on your
1: own. I did. I did. That was um, a little scary to rip off the Band-Aid. <laughs> I've become one of those post-pandemic, side hustle becomes career, and the timing was really good, and I'm an eternal optimist, so I really saw the silver lining in a career change. Doing the same thing, but doing it on my own terms, um, like you and my mother, um, being able to be flexible, being able to do things on my watch, It's it's been a really exciting time. Well, that's exciting.
0: So for everybody who's listening to, I'll have in the show notes your contact information so they can get a hold of you too um, if they want have any questions or just sure. want to connect with you. Absolutely. But with that said, I think it's time to kind of dive in and let our listeners know some of the tips and tricks of getting their wedding featured. Yes. So with that said,
1: how do magazines choose which weddings get featured in its pages? Sure. So it's a really, really interesting process and there's no perfect science to it um a wedding magazine is unlike any other publication and the only one i'd say it's similar to in any way is a pregnancy one because most publishing magazine most published works so when i say that i talk about websites too i I show my age when i say magazines but
0: Right, so what we're we're talking about all press, whether it be a blog, a website, and there Bingo. is there is wedding magazines out there still. The brides and grooms still like the tangible.
1: I I'm a totally a tangible person, so I I still love those, um, and it's the only style that the magazine is kind of staying stagnant but the audience is rotating. So when you think about Cosmo, Marie Claire, or Glamour, they are looking to grow with you. They want the Cosmo goer at 20, the Cosmo girl at 30, the Cosmo goer at 40. They want content that applies to all of those different demographics. They want you to be a Glamour girl for life. Weddings only have you during this certain period, much like pregnancy. It's a very linear experience. You're planning your wedding you're getting your wedding and then you might have some like post wedding euphoria for a while but as is life you kind of move on.
0: You know it's interesting you brought that up like as you were saying I'm like you know what I never really thought about that but I do know with my job that's exactly what it is. I'm constantly every year um, I'm reinventing, reinventing, because, yes, I do have a portion of my business of the of the portrait studio that goes with me. But the sure. weddings, that's it. It's a, it's a small glimpse. And it's funny. I was having the same conversation with another friend of mine who's a realtor. Okay. She said it's the same thing in her business. It's yes. like – because, you know, you, you don't buy houses every day. Right. You're, so it's interesting you brought up um, the magazine press website of the weddings. You're right. It is a, it's a small window it of is. an audience. And yeah.
1: the audience that you're connecting with from the editorial side today – is going to have some direct parallels to the one that you're going to connect with in 10 years. Whereas with a fashion magazine or say men's journal, that content 10 years from now is probably going to be very different. With weddings, the fundamentals are still the same. It's just the trends are different. The colors are different. The looks are different. But you're still covering how to secure your caterer, cake trends, um, new ideas in catering, like all these just different things. They're they're trending, but the fundamentals of it all are the same. So it's just a very interesting genre of publishing that your audience moves on and you're kind of saying sayonara and then the next crowd of people come in. Right. <laughs> it's like a ride at Disney World. Everyone gets <laughs> on board and you send them off and then the, the next crowd is just as excited to get on board. So it, it is a very unique in, industry in that way. So when it comes to featuring what people know as real weddings when you are diving into a specific couple's love story a specific couple's wedding what what they went in for the planning where they had it all those details those real wedding features think about it like laying out every dish on a menu at a restaurant you got 30 magnificent dishes in front of you but you only can serve 10. how do you pick those they're all extraordinary but you want each one to be distinct, totally different from the one next to it. So you want to please a lot of palettes, each equally important. You want balance. You want maybe something that's classic, something that's a trendsetter, um, something eclectic, um, a sweet treat, a forward thinker. So it really comes down to oftentimes looking at all these weddings that may have been submitted. Those We'll talk a little bit more about how they get submitted and seeing – a nice spectrum of what represents all the ideas that you want to convey to your audience. And another part of that means not having a lot of duplication. If there's a wonderful wedding story, the venue was some rustic site in a beautiful barn, let's say, then that might kind of fit the barn part of that, and then the next one. We're of course in southern Southern Rhode Island, so a mansion wedding, a um, backyard wedding. You know, all these. You want something to be diverse, so you want you're taking in the whole of all the submissions, and then picking the ones that you think will best identify with your audience in terms of their design and style and vibe. So basically, when magazines or press is looking to
0: feature the weddings, they're they're more looking for you're saying uh, just a broad spectrum of diversity and so that yes. way if they already have like a let's say a beach wedding that ju- that then means that the next one that they get submitted probably won't be picked up
1: bingo you want to every reader to pick up and identify with the kind of wedding that they want to have so a wedding that's 250 people in a gorgeous ballroom a intimate affair with 25 people at a romantic nook, a little coastal maybe ballroom or um, a unique space, an eclectic space. Um, A couple that maybe at their second wedding. Um, A couple that, um, you know, just different vibes of weddings so that every reader, it's not just one style of reader that's going to understand it. If you're looking at it and you're like, well, I'm not having an $85,000 wedding. Why do I want to pick this magazine up? Well, because there might be DIY tricks. Mm -hmm. There might be budget insider secrets there might be all these and weddings that reflect those things so you just really want to have a nice spectrum of editorial so that you appeal to a broad audience
0: so what are some tips and tricks that if you know if you're getting married right now that you can do to possibly
1: have some reasons for the magazine to pick up your wedding So I think one of the first things you can do is start with your vendors and let them know that this is one of your goals. Just say, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to have uh, my wedding featured in a publication online. Um, And because vendors often have relationships with these publications, and those probably start with your venue, your photographer and videographer, and if you have a wedding planner. I
0: actually agree with that because a lot of times, I mean, I have relationships with certain press. Sure. And if I know that there's a couple – that is really wanting that. I will pre-contact, my like, I'll, I'll contact my contacts. And so therefore we kind of get in line, like ahead of the right. line, meaning kind of what you just were talking about. If you do have a beach wedding or a smaller do-it-yourself wedding, I can say to the publication, hey, look, I have something coming down the pipeline. you know Can you just put that in the back burner and look at it? So you're right. It, it does help contacting your vendors first.
1: I would guess too with a photographer that you probably shoot in your own style. But if you're kind of keeping in the back of your head this couple really is hoping to have their wedding published, I would presume that you might take more detail shots. You might be taking much more close-ups, the place settings of the place cards, all these little details that magazines like to pick up.
0: Absolutely. I mean, not that we don't do that, but you're right. I mean, if I know – Some of my uh, features have been picked up prior to me even shooting. Like there was something about the storyline or something that was, or maybe like you just talked about, it was at a venue that they need that content from. And so going right into it, I do shoot it differently. I mean- I shoot it the way I always shoot for couples, right? But I do. You're exactly right. We do shoot it differently. You're a little bit
1: more maybe those details that and things that you wouldn't put in your album.
0: Food, for example. Food. I don't usually photograph a ton of food, but if I know it's going to be featured, I'm doing. I'm I'm plating and I'm I'm doing a lot of random stuff behind the scenes. (laughs) But yeah, so that's great to know. So you know, for the people who are listening right now, if you are planning on really wanting to get your wedding featured, I think like you said, the first step is to contact your
1: vendors. And those photographers and videographers, they might have a client and the wedding is, you know, you book it, you shoot it, and then you get there and it's just different. And it's sometimes it's just magic between the couple. Sometimes it's just a different style of decor. I think a lot of times weddings that really are exciting are ones that are, are unexpected. So say it's in a really eclectic space or, um, a really interesting love story, um, weddings that have a lot of cultural elements that are different and they're integrating maybe two different cultures into a wedding ceremony. That's very, you might be the first, those contacts that you talk to in the press you might be like, Oh my God, I shot this wedding this weekend. The couple's amazing. The photos are amazing. So they might be your first step and knowing that the couple is all in is super helpful. Right. What's another tip that a couple can take to try to get their wedding
0: maybe in the front line of, of the of the press?
1: So this is another thing that's an anomaly to really the wedding industry. A lot of publications have a guideline section for submissions on their website. Ooh, good to know. But yeah, a okay. lot of them do, because it helps them sift through and it helps them start the process with, tell us about how you met, where's your wedding? Um, what can people expect? And this can often be done before the wedding, or shortly thereafter the wedding. It kind of can go either way. And it really helps them stay organized with all the influx of weddings coming in. And they might see it from the outset as like, oh, this is really cool. This is a, um, an elopement with you know 10 close friends on the beach. This sounds beautiful. And so you're on their radar. And one of the things you can do, and this goes with really any practice, is follow the guidelines.
0: Yeah, well, no, that's a great <laughs> advice because if they're, I'm sure a lot of our couples are engaging with these publications right now. So if they have, so, uh, like in a publication that's one of their favorites or a website or a magazine, like you said, go and look at the guidelines and, and, and maybe start, like you said, fill it out,
1: take some tips from it. And-, yeah. and to follow them. If they say we want 10 photos, they might say submit after the wedding. That's you know perfectly normal too. You might have an opportunity to fill it out, and they'll, then they'll say, "Okay, we're not really going to talk to you for the next ten months, but let us know, circle back when you're done with the wedding." Um, and they might see, "Oh my God, Sarah Zarela shooting this. Like she's awesome. She always delivers. So we're going to put that kind of pin in there so that they can make note of that um, and follow those specs." So you could probably talk a little bit more about. The submission part of the images, sometimes you probably go directly to them just because of file size and all those things. So sometimes the couple isn't the intermediary between there. But um, if they do ask for images and there's a size, follow that size. If they ask for 10, and sometimes they're just looking from from the couple just a sample of what the wedding – then they would get in touch with you for – the whole shebang, all the selects, exactly. and all those things. I, I, if you if you're working with a reputable
0: photographer and your wedding does get picked up, absolutely, I think I, I 100% agree with you. Turn to your photographer and have them handle the image, image submission to the editorial because yeah. they're they you're right. They're looking for size. They're looking yeah. for a certain amount of number. Like a lot of the editors, I at least I know, and you can probably say that too, is that they don't want to sift through hundreds of images. No. and usually your photographer. Knows exactly what they are looking for,
1: and you speak their language. Like, I need a high res vert that's gonna happen, you're like, Got it, right? Exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's all great tips. So, my question though is, Is there a difference with wedding editorial coverage versus like other subject matter editorial coverage?
1: Okay, yes, and this is might be disappointing to couples, (laughs) every publication so you allot your space um for each everything that's gonna be a word everything's gonna be an ad everything's gonna be an image and many times for what I mean everything has a word count everything's got a limit in life you know <laughs> no matter what we're talking about and the word count is what they're often up against and when it comes to weddings it's the visuals you know what I mean right. and I'm on the I've been on the editorial side and I'm like I know they just glues through my, They're really looking at the pictures <laughs> we all know that um, well, no, the couple, the couple's yes, family is yes.
0: reading the story.
1: i people see the pictures first. <laughs> I might be a little biased on that. <laughs> I look at the pictures. So when it comes to that real estate that's so precious, the story is very succinct. And it can often be done with just a simple Q&A. And it usually is done. And I'm talking an emailed Q&A, not an even phone interview that's very uncommon and i love 27 dresses just as much <laughs> right? as the next guy but no one's coming to your wedding like there's there's a very slim to none chance that a reporter's, reporters going to be at your wedding lie. yeah it's really just filling out the form they want to know how you, and it doesn't it doesn't mean your story's not unique but by the time you talk about how you met and whatever the angle is it might be like why did you pick um, this brand new venue. You know, I know there's that new venue in South County. Like, oh, this is a brand new space. What appealed to you about it? Because the wedding that magazine might want to be focusing on, you know w- different venues and why you pick them. Like, well, we loved that it was a historic property. We loved that it was a culturally significant property. And that might become kind of a big focus in the story. But the reality is there's very short words. So you're probably looking at a worksheet also,
0: too kind of going back to what you originally were talking about, there's also an angle that the, the writing is going, chasing too. Bingo. Like there, there There's a reason why your wedding was picked up and mm-hmm. it could be a certain angle. It could be, like you said, it could be the fact that it's like a do-it-yourself project or the location or the colors you picked right. or the season. Or, yes, I, so, you
1: always want to show seasonality. So, the, the,
0: so like you said, the reporter is not going to so much be at your wedding but they're going to ask you Q&As that are are driving the story that
1: way. That's that's yeah. exactly it. And especially for Southern Rhode Island, where there's so many, or Southern New England, I should say in general, where of course wedding season during the summer is high time. But most publications, to our point about, we were talking about just having a spectrum, a diversity of weddings, a snow wedding? Like, Magazines sometimes fight over. Yeah, like, oh, I want a snow wedding. We want to show how romantic it can be. We want to show the different feeling it has from a summer wedding. Uh, and here, of course, fall in New England. I mean, the foliage ones. So a good spectrum might be exactly why they're selected. And
0: also, too, that goes back down to, like, reading their guidelines. Like, if you really want your wedding featured, I mean— You look at the guidelines and try to think about your own wedding in an angle that you might have or something that's different that's happening at your wedding that you can then let the publication know about. Because like you said, I mean, I'm not trying to take away from anything from a water view wedding. We're in coastal, right? (laughs) But there's a ton of that. Right. So like you said, if there's something unique, winter wedding's one of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Or if you're finding that you did something different at your wedding, like like I'm something that's on trend that's totally different and you know it's different and it's off the cusp like that's your angle and you can i would say and your wedding is
1: important and special it's not about what's going to be in the pages potentially of a magazine oh i if i had a dollar for every starfish i saw at a place setting um Every Adirondack chair cake, um, you know, the little round Adirondack's. Yeah, but it's thing. super special. Yo, that's it. They're right, adorable. Right. They're right. precious. They embody what your lifestyle is like and you should not compromise on that.
0: Exactly. But that's that's exactly what the magazine's only
1: gonna run one of those. Right.
0: Exactly. Like that's that. I'm such I'm, that's such a great takeaway is that like that's super special and just because it didn't get picked up does not Take away the fact that it's it's amazing and it's great and it's pretty. But I think it's really important for our listeners to know that like there's it's certain certain features are not picked up because there's a lack of specialty to it. It's just it means that there's been picked up for another reason somewhere else.
1: That's that's. And you know what? A million reasons. And the last reason usually has anything to do with anything wrong or cliche with your wedding. It's just that there wants to be a space for different ideas different venues different looks they're only going to have to your point you know if there's a wedding with it's let's say there's a lighthouse like you said there's those shots they're going to incorporate those but there's only so many right so um just different and and another thing is in this age It's not just one avenue. Your wedding may not be in the pages of a publication, but there's a good chance they have an email newsletter where they have a wedding of the week or on their social media where it's Wedding Wednesday and they're featuring your story. So there's multiple avenues where your wedding could potentially get picked up as a a feature on its own or even just the images from it. And it might say, Sarah and Tom had this romantic um, Blythewald Mansion wedding, and, and it'll have maybe a slideshow of photos on Instagram. Um, and that's pretty cool too, yeah. you know. It's, and you're reaching a whole different audience there. It's a really good point. Uh, I have a lot of my my couples.
0: They may not make it into the actual main feature, but I'm constantly submitting their images for them for, like you said, their social media. Yes. Like, like their social media, the inspiration, which is reaching a large, la- a large audi- audience. Often so. and
1: sometimes a larger audience. Yes. Yep. Um, and it's shareable.
0: Yes. and that's a big one and it's and it's cool it's cool to, like that's where the couples right now who are planning are getting their inspiration so now you can get back to the community that is also now planning their wedding that's like we it. all learn off of each other we all feed off of each that's other that's it
1: that's really it sometimes also what can help and it may to be the image maybe not the entire wedding but you know every city regional wedding magazine often wants to include, landmarks. So when you're in Boston like you want to have maybe you'll see pictures on the duck boats. You'll see it in the public garden. You'll see it with um you know the famous statues in Newport. It might be a, a mansion in the background. It might be the Castle Hill lighthouse. It might be a shot of you and your bridesmaids running across Ocean Cliff with the Newport Pell Bridge lighting mm-hmm. up in the background. So when you think of city regional specific it's great to have images that incorporate those iconic structures because it's telling the story of a destination. Absolutely.
0: I actually get a lot of editors contacting me asking me if I have anything down the pipeline coming up with exactly what you're talking about. Like, do you have anything that's featuring this venue or this landmark? So again, it kind of circles back around to talk to your your vendors if you, and let them know that you want to be featured because they may already be in contact yes. with some of these publication sources. I know me. I'm constantly in contact with them. They are looking for content. So if I know that I have a couple that is getting married at a certain location or we're going to do our pictures somewhere, I will submit them. You know, it's interesting. I was just thinking about something as we were talking. I'm sure that Last year, there was a lot of interesting content, uh, con- content coming down the pipeline for edi- like editorial because all weddings were very different right, last year. Right, very different. Yeah, did you see that
1: at yes. all? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of them were really inspirational, and a lot of them were like, we're going to keep this. This has kind of become a norm. Yeah. Um, and a lot of wedding apps that have become really user-friendly that people can contribute photos to or on the on the planning side your your um, guest count, any, anything that they can – kind of keep in an easy easy to manage space I saw was really becoming trendy.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because like the pandemic, I feel like in the wedding world, really opened up the doors to, I mean, I've been doing this for 18 years and last summer, from what Dan and I were photographing, it was very unique, very wow. unique. Uh, every wedding was different. I mean, we had to. We had to think outside the box. Right. So I'm sure the editorial magazines and the blogs and the content that's going to be coming out right now, it's going to be different than what they were years past because last year was a very different year. It was a very
1: different. It was an anomaly.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, it's going to be exciting to see, like, what – It made everybody start to think outside the box. So now as a couple listening to us right now, maybe like start to see what changes happened in the wedding world last year. And maybe some of those are going to be excellent for right now. You know,
1: I think they'll be incorporated. And um, one of the things that I think also makes a wedding stand out is sometimes the most unplanned moments become the most magical. And that can be your wedding party getting trapped in a in a rainstorm and you all have Duck boots and and clear umbrellas, just in case you know your planners might be on top of that, or you might be on top of that. Have those things in the back. Um, my cousin was in. A, I'm going back forever, but she was in a, a New York magazine. They passed a carnival on the way to the venue, so they That's said, cool. "Let's stop. Let's do some. <laughs> let's do some carnival pics." Um, and also the juxtaposition of not that every wedding is formal, but of a wedding couple maybe. Going on a lobster boat in Newport or stopping at an ice cream stand for just a very sweet moment. You know, those kind of fun and funky, unexpected photos really become storytellers.
0: Well, yeah, that kind of goes to my next question, which I was going to ask you, what are some things that grabs an editor's attention for our listeners? Like, so you're saying, obviously, uh, landmarks or unique uh, activities happening at your wedding. What is something else that you can let our listeners know
1: well, you brought up seasonality. That's a big one is um, if you're doing um something around wintertime and the the maybe faux fur cape and the muff and all those kind of things can be really interesting. Um, See that
0: if you're getting married in the winter, contact editorial. <laughs> they're
1: looking for your stuff. <laughs> what are you looking for? And they're you looking for things that are useful to the next generation? What's and when I say generation, I mean of weddings, not literally. Yeah, the next, um, the, the, the the incoming couples. Yes. Right, right. Yep. Those people. They're looking for things that are going to inspire them. So, you know, a wedding story that says, "All oh, my guests that it was the most wonderful wedding they've ever been to." You know, that doesn't do anything. For the next people. The the story is really going to be about how you planned it or what made it different or what were your challenges or what you did yourself and um, not kind of those ethereal ideas of everyone said it was beautiful. And it also has very, very, very little to do with money. Um, I think sometimes people think the fanciest weddings grab the pages. And if you really look at social media and if you look at a lot of the pages, it often has very little to do with that. It's really about the story and what makes it different and what makes your day you and what makes it authentic. So
0: for the listeners, is if they want to be featured in a wedding magazine, what are some tips, suggestions um, that you can give them to possibly just get one step closer to getting their feature?
1: Um, a, start with the guidelines. B, if there's an email on there to reach out maybe and say, here's who I am this is my wedding date always read your magazine would love to be a part of it is there any insight you can give me to making that happen and also take a look at what you love you're planning whether it's style me pretty or the knot or wedding wire or any local and regional magazine or publication and show that you're a reader you know, show that it's their their angle on things is not going to be the same as another one. The, the not's not going to have the same ideas of Rhode Island, maybe publications. So I'm um, saying, you know, I loved your article on place cards, funky place cards um, was really inspiring to me. Um, I'm now getting married and would love to maybe be considered to be in, featured in the magazine. And it creates a relationship. Mm-hmm. It lets people know that you're genuinely interested because you love that publication. And you're following
0: their publication, and obviously the publication is going to honor their followers. Yes. Yeah. right.
1: And that yeah. you're and that you want to be in that publication. It's not some blanket. Not which doesn't mean you can't approach more than one. But if you, you if you write in a way that's very impersonal. It's going to sound exactly what it is, which is like, I'm just going to throw the widest net I can and try to garner coverage anywhere I can. Really look at where you want to be and start there. That's the best place to start. And in all likelihood, you'll create a conversation and then you'll see where it goes. You know, and we are, we're talking a lot
0: about um, the aesthetics and, we, and I know we glossed over the written <laughs> content, but also, too, I would assume that if you had a very unusual love story, if there's something is unique about your story or your wedding, then that's also, I would assume, something to bring to attention.
1: Right. I will remember, I think I've covered probably well over 100 or 200 <laughs> weddings or different facets of weddings over the years. There was a couple that got married at Blythwald. They were really young and I believe he was in the Navy and he was going to be deployed. Neither of them were from Rhode Island, um, but they knew they wanted to get married before he left. Mm -hmm. And she got this beautiful off the rack dress from Nordstrom. And I think he was in his dress uniform and they got married in the gardens at Wall, just where that moon arch is. And it was just such a sincere story and it wasn't you know, this is my Monique Lullier gown. And this right. is, she had a bouquet of wildflowers. And they were very shy about it the whole time. Like I, you said, money doesn't matter. It's it the doesn't. story. And I think it was the photographer that was like, this was just some wedding magic. And we felt it. We are like, oh my God, that couple's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we want to tell their story. So that's a really big part of it, is is telling their story in a, in a fun and unique way. Sometimes a wedding is just filling a gap that you're looking for. Like we're looking for, a real rustic wedding. So the rustic weddings that have maybe been submitted come into, you know, a, a much more refined pipeline and you're looking at two or three and that's how you get picked. It's like, "Oh, we're just looking for something that fills that that rustic feel and we haven't had one yet." So it is an imperfect science that really has a lot less to do with anything that a couple's story wasn't compelling or it wasn't beautiful or anything. It's it's has really nothing to do with that. Well, we talked a lot about how
0: you do get featured. Right but we're gonna take a quick short break and we're gonna come back and talk about how or why you have not been featured. Sounds good. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. All right, right, Andrea. So, Mm -hmm. we talked before our break all about how to get featured. Right. But now, let's dive into why couples
1: are not selected.
0: (sighs) Wah, wah. The the,
1: the (laughs) thing to know most is that it's out of your control. And it's for some of those things that we already talked about. This is a good lesson to really – and this is going to go – this is going to speak – to you. Um, trust your photographer. Yeah, If they have that in mind that they're going to be wanting to be in a magazine, they're going to be just like we talked about shooting a little bit different. But the photos that are most important to you likely from the wedding, your photos with your family are probably the least likely to be in the magazine. Because again, what we talked about, it's not necessarily helpful to the readership, although it's beautiful and it's very, very critical to your wedding. It's the most important thing about your wedding. So that duplication and duplication of venue, most publications, and again, when we talk, when we go into the social media and the digital side of it, that's different. They can have duplications. But as far as print pages, it's not too often that you'll get a venue, a wedding that was at a venue more than once in the publication. And also, too, if I could just interject yes. about trust your photographer.
0: If you truly want to be featured, like you said, your photographer knows ways, like it's mostly going to be online, but they know avenues to get some type of recognition from your wedding. You know, I mean, yes. I mean, it, you're right. I mean, I, I just don't want people to think that there's no hope. Right. But I can say right now, at least for me. like my connections is if if I have a couple that really wants to get featured, they may not be featured in that main spread, but there's something online that I I, I could submit their images to.
1: And especially if you loved working with them, you're going to tell that editor, like, look, this couple is great. And you'd really, really make our day if there's some way that we could weave them in. And also trust your photographer when they're telling you to do really weird things. (laughs) (laughs) Because that often gets the image. When you are walking with your bridesmaids, you know, across a field and the lighting is perfect. They're going to say, look at each other and laugh. And it is the most awkward. You're like, okay. You know, it's almost like being the background actor in a Gilmore's Gilmore Girls episode. You're like, right now I'm just talking. So it looks like I'm talking. So it looks like the most natural thing right. in the world. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. You guys are looking at each other. And, and, and so many times it turns into authentic laughter, which turns into the shot. So, what they might be telling you to do might seem awkward in real time, but it's going to come out with the best shot possible. So mm-hmm. trust them, especially if that's kind of your end game. Um, and uh, dancing photos typically don't get in. They don't look good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Some do. It's very difficult to get 20 people in one space captured in that perfect moment would you agree with that yes um it's 100 i gotta be honest
0: with you not it's not just editorial i have so many of my entertainment friends constantly after every wedding saying can you send me entertainment stuff can you send me entertainment stuff they're always and and, and i feel for them because they're they're the band they're the dj they're the ones that want content but they're just not they're that it, there's just a lack of it. Now for the couple it's great because they see like Betty love or like, it. or they see like their cousin you know, dancing and having a good time but the actual image of it is very difficult. But if you do have a killer dance image, there's, there's your angle.
1: Right. There's your angle. <laughs> you got, what seems like it could be a disaster could be the best part of it. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. And you might have the most amazing love story in the world, but if you know, you're, if the photography isn't there or it's extremely traditional, it doesn't mean that the wedding's not spectacular and personal. It just might not be the a, bed, a good fit for a story. I also think,
0: too, um, what we were talking about earlier about how to get in, I know that at least with a lot of our couples – uh, I may already be in contact with the editor, lining up for their features, so then that kind of takes it away f- maybe from somebody else. So right. maybe there's some relationships that the editors have with certain photographers too, that they've already picked up, or they've already right. kind of been focusing on, on another story, and that's why your story is not picked up.
1: That's exactly right, and if, I'm sure as a photographer you might have a general folder you send publications every year that's just your selects, which might be just tight shots, and interesting details, and trendy details. And that could incorporate some photos from your own wedding. So that's right. you know kind of a potpourri of all different shots. Another thing is to really give publications a lot of patience because it does take quite some time to process everything. And I know it's very exciting and that you really are hoping to get towards something, but they really may not know until a week before press which real wedding is getting in. Because sometimes you need to take a step back and see – all the pages and see it could be as much as the colors being super or just the way something shot being super similar that you're saying you know what we're going to swap those out because we want something that just shows a, a different angle a little depth something that's really great for our readership exactly and i think that it's very important for some of our couples to realize
0: that like you it has been it has happened before where they think they're going to get featured and it does get pulled and it could just be something so simple right as like another feature had the same bridesmaid color dresses that's it just the color of the dress
1: i've also seen where wedding publications all come out at different times and that you might have had something on your radar and you see it published in another Ah, publication you're right i didn't think about and not only is it frustrating for that to happen but for someone not to let you know and You know, to to play devil's advocate, sometimes the couple really doesn't know until it's really off the presses. So they may not know in advance. But if it is out and published, they should do the courtesy if they know that they had contacted another publication and were in talks. It's one thing just to submit something. But if you're at the point that you've talked a few times to let them know, like, hey, this other publication picked it up and they'll appreciate that.
0: Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that, but that is very important. I can tell you right now that I at least I know with dealing with publications, if I submit a wedding from one, I can't submit it to the other. And if right. it gets picked up from one, I have to tell the other one. So you're right. It, it, it Not only is it the story, the actual story of the couples that could have been submitted to multiple publications, but also, too, if a publication is, is – It's going to feature something because it's on trend.
1: Mm -hmm. And then all
0: of a sudden, another publication did that same trend. They got to redo it, the whole thing. Quickly. Quickly.
1: quickly. And it's not in a so much a competitive way, but just in that you want to present something different Different. kind of way. Yeah. And you might have, say, in your selects, which might just be your 50 favorite photos from the year that you gave an editor – they might end up running a full page of even it's let's say you can't even tell the bride's face but the back and the veil is going in the sunset magic hour and the lighthouses in the back well to the person of the other publication if that's from a wedding that they were going to feature and it's kind of similar to the photos that they had selected to your point it might be a switch so it's not a faux pas to apply to more than one but if you're having a conversation and it looks like it's going to go the distance then being able to let someone know that would be I didn't even ideal. think of I mean I, that's a great
0: point Andrew I didn't even think about that I could I could tell you I've had a couple of cover features myself and one of them in particular was like a last minute swap like wow. I didn't even know I was going to get the cover what happened is I just was submitting images for a couple yep. and then the editor must have wanted that one over whatever they picked so right. obviously somebody got the boot you know but but I mean, it was positive for me, but someone got the boot, you know, yeah. but you're right.
1: So you just, you never
0: know. Sometimes it has nothing to do with the couple. It usually
1: has nothing, nothing to do. To do. do really it really has to do with the, the context of the photo, the venue, the the vibe, the theme. Um, those are the different things that just really make something qualified or pulled. Yeah, so the takeaway for those uh, are the couples. But those could end up on social. Right, Those could right. Be, be different. On, and, and it's a lot different to see an eight-and-a-half-glossy cover than it is to see a slideshow on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, so that's the takeaway. It's that,
0: you know, not everybody's going to get featured, but there's still there's still a way to get some type of feature out there. Like you said, most most of the time it could be on a blog or Instagram or something. But right. usually the reason why your wedding's not featured has absolutely nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah, that's nothing. true. You know, you probably see a lot of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I would love you to kind of give us some... Inside scoop or tips or like, like just some inspiration that you've seen come across your pages uh-huh. um, that just kind of stood out to you. Yeah. That maybe for the people who are listening, I mean, it doesn't have to do with like how to get featured or why you're featured. Just in general, like, it, you know, a lot of our listeners are right now literally planning their wedding, going through magazines, going through blogs, Instagram, getting inspiration. Like, what is some stuff that
1: just that stands out to you in all the years you've done this? Really authentic stories that embody things that might look really different. So, for example, I remember a couple and the bride wore a bridal pantsuit, and it was fierce. Ooh. It was so unbelievable. I think it was from Remacra, maybe, if I remember right. And she just had just this vibe that was cooler than cool. And she just had her wedding her way um and, and of course uh, her spouse was enjoying you know a great time too but I just remember that pantsuit was awesome super themed weddings maybe won't get in like if there's a circus theme or something like if something's super specific that maybe won't have an appeal to a lot of people but if there's a nod to something like say something super vintage you got the French Lale vase you might have um, elements of like a 1920s vibe. You might have a zoot suit style tuxedo. I remember a few of those sticking out. Um, oh, gosh, there's so many. Okay, different... I put you on the spot here, but I like the pantsuit. I love yeah. the pantsuit. That was uh, that definitely stood
0: out. Um, You're right. Themes. A lot of theme weddings. I've seen mm-hmm. like like weddings around um, Halloween. It's not a Halloween wedding, but they incorporate yes those hints, elements hints hints yeah. of
1: a really great. Um, just, it's so cool, and, and spaces, um, and we're out of this area, but like a New York City rooftop, Ooh, you know, yeah. maybe you might have like two finely tailored grooms, you know, they're, they're doing their vows, and their suits are fantastic, you mm-hmm. know, you can kind of feel the vibe there, um, so th- those are some things that I think that can really kind of um, make you stand out, arrivals, that's such an exciting time at the oh, wedding, so if yeah. you're arriving by boat, that could be fun, maybe it's your uncle's 57 Chevy, that could be really cute. Um, we had a bride ride by horse and carriage. That's fun. Yes. That's fun. I mean, that's been done for a long, you know, but, but that, that it, is but, a... but you're right, that, that,
0: that grand entrance. So that yes. people start thinking about that entrance. I mean, on a scooter. I mean, yes. how cute
1: is a couple? We had yes. a couple, I think at one magazine I did, they had a couple <laughs> on a scooter. Um, and now there's so many fun things like the uh, the traveling cocktail cars. Yeah, you know, those are super fun. So, again, that's an element that a reader... The next year is going to say, oh, look at that super cool cocktail car. They had a champagne and beer tap VW bus pull up. Like, that's yes. amazing. Things the rolling like, flower carts are now getting trendy, too. Oh, love that. Mm-hmm. Tricycle ice cream. Yes. Love and anything but food. <laughs> <laughs> the Dell's truck is great. That's a staple. Um, that has to just be there. Yeah, that's That and Jerry's has to be there. <laughs> has to be there. I mean, culinary is, because it's such a big part of your budget, and I'm tying culinary into your venue. It's the probably top of your budget. So people are making those decisions. So anything culinary driven is going to likely be on trend and maybe have a lot of pull. You know, in terms of getting good coverage and being interesting to both the editorial staff and the readership. Well, there you go. You gave a lot of
0: tips, a lot of things for people to think about. I want about. a cocktail
1: cart to pull up to my house. <laughs> Fair enough. I shouldn't have to wait for a couple to get
0: married. <laughs> well, we've given so much information for people to think about. So let's wrap it up. Okay. So for my wrap-up question for you, what are some key points that couples should be thinking about when they're inquiring with a ma- Inquiring, sorry, <laughs> with a magazine?
1: Uh, to have their wedding picked up and featured? Um, the first thing is, like we said, abide by the guidelines. Um, if it says we'll get in touch with you, let them get in touch with you. Don't check back. There's a long wait time between when you're – when you say, yes, I'll marry you to the wedding day is, you know, is a long road, so patience is part of it. Um, the second would be be kind <laughs> – the people who are going to be submitting your weddings or the people that might be calling that you hadn't had any idea they'd be, be touching base with a magazine is going to be like, this couple's just amazing. Like, they're just mm. in love and a delight to work with. I think it goes without saying, a, a delicious couple might be difficult to work with and not worth someone's time. Right. Um, <laughs> um, very few of those that I can recall, but there's. They're there, though. They're there. Um, you know, every wedding is special in and of its own right. Um, but when, if you do have someone in that diva space that's like, well, you know, I spent this much money and everyone said it was the most wonderful wedding they've ever been to. Like no one, everyone's heard that. Everyone's heard that kind of thing. So it has very little to do with it. Um, and having your wedding stand out, which I know sounds like a very broad-based statement, but if there's something that really makes it Different, And it either can be the entire wedding or a certain element of it. Maybe you have a barbershop quartet, you know, a cocktail hour. Maybe it's some kind of theme that hasn't really been done yet. Um, Those those are the elements that are going to really stand out when people are looking at. And and I think about how many photos that you probably look at over the course of one year. And I bet you could even venture to guess how many tens of thousands of photos. So there's a lot to go through. There's a lot to go through. So you want to stand out um, in a way that's still really that you think would be exciting to other people and that would inspire other people. Absolutely. Well,
0: I want to thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. Love it. You helped our listeners oh, come one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding and having their wedding possibly picked up by a publication. It's exciting. Can you tell
1: everyone where they can find you if they want to hear more from you? Sure. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Um yep, you can find me at Andrea mediacom That's A-N-D-R-E-A. M C H U G H media And my social handles I'm at Newport Style, both on Instagram instagram and twitter because i'm a dinosaur and i still like twitter <laughs> twitter's Twitter's a trend though. i still love the twitter and that's really it i'm not yet on the tiktok w- bandwagon. or clubhouse are you on clubhouse okay so i'm on clubhouse allegedly You're just one
0: of those lurkers right now no i
1: don't even go on it someone like <laughs> invited me like six months ago or 10 months ago and now i'm on it but i don't really know how to use it so i'm getting there fair enough and linkedin
0: Fair enough. Well, for our <laughs>
1: listeners, we will have all
0: of Andrea's information on our episode show notes, which, as you all know, you can find on our blog, on our website page, which is at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. So, Andrea, I mm-hmm. want to thank you so much for joining this me. This was so much fun. I love talking about weddings. Yay! <laughs> well, we, get, we have to get some features now. Let's do it! <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you for listening to wedding secrets unveiled i appreciate you being here and hey if you enjoy this episode i want to tell you something i encourage you to check out our website at sarazorella.com. we love photographing while having fun of course check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts listen in as we help you plan your epic event and don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.